Welcome to My Coach Paid This Week. I am happy to have you here with me. My next few weeks are going to be busy, busy. Besides making time for all of you, I am working my full-time job. I am beginning teaching a college course this week. And next week, I am also teaching a six-week class once a week. I love doing workshops and one-time classes. I really enjoy the teaching time. This will be my first time teaching at the college level, and I'm sure that you can relate to how it feels to do something brand new for the first time. I am excited about it, so I'm feeling a little bit jittery with wondering what it's going to be like. I have had some work to do to get to the point where I am ready to go. And sometimes when you are preparing, things can go wrong. I went to get the content from the last time that this class was taught, and it seems to be all blank. I've got nothing to show during the class right now, so I am in the middle of trying to figure out if I can get my hands on that content or if I am going to create everything brand new. I am hoping that I can get my hands on it in the next couple of days. But I will be prepared with my own content just in case. I can look at this like something has gone very wrong here. Or I can look at it as a big adventure and let's see how this goes. So far, I am choosing the second thought. But I am also hoping that I can use this as an opportunity to find the people that can and are willing to help me get that old content. I like the idea of creating my own plan B, but I also want to challenge myself to find a way to make plan A work. Today, I have a little idea for you that is related to getting your work done. And when I say work, this could mean your paying job work, meeting the goals that you set work, Improving something in your life work. It could be any kind of work. I have worked a lot on my working style in this past year and specifically on my ability to focus. I will talk more in a little bit about my strategies to focus and work that really help me. But first, I'm going to give you this idea. So that you can start thinking about this for you. I want you to think of one task that you have had that you spent a lot of brain power on, especially over a good amount of time, but that you have struggled to get completed easily. Something that has felt like a challenge for you. Spend one second with me here comparing the amount of time that you have thought about this project, either formally when you sat down to work on it or informally when you are walking, cooking, showering, or doing other things. Compare that to the amount of time that you have actually gotten the task or the steps completed, where you could cross them off your to-do list. If you have worked on this project over a good amount of time and you are anything like me, you may be guilty of spending four times or more 
in the thinking phase of this project versus the doing phase of this project. I know that I am a thinker and a planner much more than a get it done action person with most things. I also know that I have examples in my life of other things in which I am a doer and I can lean on those examples to show myself that I do have that skill in one area. And so I can use that skill when it comes to other things. This is a great coaching tool to help yourself in a challenging area. Show yourself that when you keep telling yourself that you don't have a skill, that you are bad at something, there really is an area in your life where that is not true and you are actually good at it somewhere. You just have to transfer that skill to this other area. Okay, so do you have your idea of what percentage that you have spent thinking versus doing on the project that you pick? If you are more of a doer and a finisher and you sit down and you whip out your work projects very easily, well, first of all, good for you. That is a very helpful trait to have. And a lot of people wish that they could be more like you. So kudos to you. But if that's the case, I want you to think of another area of your life where maybe that isn't the case so much. I want you to think of a place in your life where maybe you don't work as efficiently. The reason I want you to have this area in mind is that so you can get something out of this podcast you didn't have at the beginning of listening to me today. I want you to spend this 20 minutes with me and be able to get a little benefit that you wouldn't have had if you hadn't turned on this podcast today. So if you are efficient and effective in your work life, your side hustle life, your social calendar, all of it is as organized as it can possibly be, then maybe you have that junk drawer or that hall closet that you just never get to. Or maybe you have that extended family relationship that could be better. Or maybe even you wish that you could travel or learn to play the guitar or learn a second language or some other goal that you think about now and then, but you never get down to working on. Here is the idea for today. Picture going out for a long run. Now, if you are the kind of person that is only running when someone is chasing you, or you get that UFO and alien sighting, then picture someone else going out for a long run. They may be enjoying the scenery. They may be thinking about their running. They may have a set distance or a time goal. But then again, maybe they don't. Maybe they run until they feel tired and then they call it a day. They might be focused on the goal of the run or the progress that they are making. 
But during that work time, they may also be noticing the scenery and other people or animals or whatever it is that they are seeing as they run. They most likely also have some brain space available while they run to be thinking about that other conversation that they had with someone or what they are going to plant in their garden this summer or make for dinner. There is enough brain space when you long distance run to multitask a little. Now, I know that some people like to say that there is no such thing as multitasking. Your brain actually stops and switches activities back and forth. It can't focus on two things at a time. So what I mean in this case is that your mind is elsewhere on some other topic, but your body is still running. It doesn't stop when you start planning your shopping list in your mind. Okay, let's compare this to the sprinter. I have researched a little bit all of the strategy and technique that goes along with being a sprinter. There is a lot to learn about how to hold your head, how to slap your legs before the sprint to get your blood flowing, how to open your hands and maintain your posture. But your brain is focused. It's a burst of energy focused and directed at one goal. It is singularly focused and directed to completing the task. There is no room to multitask. It gets the job done. Even if you don't beat the competition, you finish the race. It is goal-driven. Okay, now let's take this analogy and bring it over to our work, our focus. What if we worked this way? What if we worked in these short bursts that were goal-oriented? There is preparation, but there is also time off for our brain. There must be rest and recuperation in the same way a sprinter needs that for their muscles. They prepare and they practice, but they practice by doing sprints. They may do some long-distance running as well for stamina and aerobic activity, but there is also rest, massage, icing, time to specifically not run that is part of the preparation for running again. My point is that our brain needs time off. Sometimes it's really helpful to get ideas when we leave those brain tabs open during time of meditation and sleep. Keep that figurative computer tab open while we do other things that don't involve our brain as directly, such as walking, exercise, cleaning, and other physical labor activity. Sometimes we get great ideas when our brain is working in the background, but we also need time off from thinking about work. 
We need time when we actually close that tab, actually shut it down. There is a slow drip of mental exhaustion that can happen when we keep all of those tabs open all of the time. Some of us just have too many tabs in the same way as I talked about too many pie chart wheels in last week's episode. And then we don't realize why we feel exhausted when we haven't really been doing anything, but our brain has been busy jumping from tab to tab to tab. It's mentally draining. If you're one of these people and you identify with ADD or ADHD, then exercise and physical tasks are going to be your best friend. And it doesn't have to be exercise that you dislike. Find something that interests you. If this sounds terrible, then just find some kind of exercise that you can commit five minutes to. Do it regularly. And then the idea of doing 10 minutes won't sound so terrible. It might sound terrible to begin 10 minutes of exercise, but not once you get going. Seriously, if you are saying no to this right now, then start with just one minute. There are huge benefits that you get out of making a commitment to yourself and keeping the commitment. So if you don't believe me right now, I want you to prove me wrong. Commit to doing something, anything, for just one minute a day, every day for a month. Then I want you to do it and track it. And then at the end of the month, I want you to tell me if that activity didn't bring something to your life. My guess is that the feeling that you get from just obeying yourself does bring you a sense of confidence that you can trust yourself. I just read something very recently about the foundation of confidence being the singular act of obeying yourself and following through on things that are for you not done for someone else. Okay, so the sprinter and the runner. One other difference besides the burst of energy that I want to point out is that the sprinter must be more goal-focused. There is a task to complete. A sprinter never sets out to run without knowing exactly how far they are sprinting until and where the stopping point is, and has some kind of goal for how long it should take. They are monitoring progress, and there is an end number to assess and to track. You can do the same with your work. Set your goals, break them down into small tasks, but don't stop there. There is a difference between Today, I will work on this module for an hour and a half. And today, from 2 o'clock to 3.30, I will complete all of the activities that this module will point to 
and finish all of the slides in rough draft form so that the next step will be to edit each slide. The second goal statement has a stopping point. The activities are done and the slides are there and the content is input and ready to edit. You know when you are done with the task. A time goal that doesn't have a specific task is like going for a long run. The clock is your only stopping point, and you may or may not have really made any work progress. Let's face it, if you sat there and stared at the project and just thought about it without putting your fingers to any typing, you could technically complete your first written goal, but you have no work done to show for it. You sat in front of it and you stressed out for an hour and a half, but you didn't meet any other goal except for having spent that amount of time in front of it. Let's think about where we can work as a sprinter in our work, our life, our goals. Where can you plan and calendar very specific tasks and then use your energy in a burst to meet that little goal? A sprinter practices by running short sprints and then sees progress in two ways. By working on a faster time and then by extending the distance. In the same way, we can practice this by scheduling very small tasks in the same way that you would schedule one minute of exercise. Especially if the project seems overwhelming to you. In that module example, you might start by a task such as open the module and add all of the slides and just put a title on each page centered with consistent font. And that's it. Make it a small task. Yours could be to start, choose an app to use to begin learning Spanish, or choose one song to learn first on the keyboard, or make it even smaller if you need to. Maybe list five possible apps to research and read reviews on before you pick one. Or find out the five most popular songs to learn first on the keyboard. Remember, you want simple tasks that you can plan and complete so that you can trust yourself to schedule and follow through. Think like a sprinter. Give it all of your energy and focus once you start the task. And then stop when you reach the finish line. Give yourself in your brain time to recuperate and rest, sleep, meditation, exercise, and play. They are all important for you to be ready to focus when it's time to focus. Let's not underestimate the importance of being preventative against mental fatigue. I also said that I would tell you some of my tricks to being able to focus once you sit down. Binaural beats is one of my favorite. 
I would usually recommend searching for binaural beats beta brainwaves, or you can do alpha. And you must wear headphones because this gives you a different sound in each ear. And the work that your brain does to coordinate those two different sounds helps you to not be distracted thinking of other things. It busies your brain. So it can do that in the background. And then in the foreground, you can focus on the task that you want to focus on. And then remove all other distractions. If you need to, put a timer or a clock in front of you. If that helps you focus on the amount of time that you are spending on this task. And you can also try to always work in the same place that you associate with focusing. It may help you having that routine of it. Happy sprinting, my friends, and have a great week. If you enjoyed this, then rate and review the podcast for me, and I will see you.